I think you're right, Josh. If the core of what True was talking about, which I think it is, is do we need to start worrying about people coming after Brent Venables? Well, I think, yeah, absolutely. It's it, The 918 hit this. Bob Stoops had numerous job opportunities while at OU, handled all the inquiries like he did all class, like like he did, period, all class. Um, so, in other words, he – he basically would would say, you know, I think the great line whenever there was Ohio State or maybe Cleveland Brown interest, he's like, when the phone rings, you answer the phone. <laughs> you got to pick up the phone. Sure. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know outside of in-season just saying, yeah, we're not going to be talking about that or I'm not involved in that. I don't know the perfect way to handle that. I think it's tough. But I don't. I don't doubt that we're going to have a myriad of, hey, so-and-so is looking and wanting to break – what if Dabo decides to leave Clemson? Clemson's not good right now, guys. Clemson is not a – let me rephrase that. Clemson's a good football team. Clemson is not what they've been. What if Texas A&M decides to throw the bag at Dabo and says, come here. You know, you're, you're, you, we can sense your anger with Clemson fans. Come down here. Our fans are just hungry for anything. I don't know. I'm just like I, I don't know. Those are – that's how mine were. Whenever Bob Stoops was here, what were we always worried about? Florida, Florida right? I mean, there was a lot of time that Brent Venable spent at Clemson. So, to me, that's like the only place. Helps that Kansas State's Kansas State. Right. Now, if Kansas State, if Chris Kleiman leaves, you know they're going to mention his name, just like every single time there's an opening at Oklahoma State in hoops, they've brought up Bill, Bill Self. Right. <laughs> but what, what have you made? All right, so uh, I've got much more from the Brent Venables coaches show last night. We got an update on – Peyton Bowen, Brent was surprised that he even played on Saturday. So that's a good sign. But then he also pointed out the critical mistake that was made in coverage. I think it was either on the third or fourth down play on the drive that since he went, UCF went down and scored near the end of the game to have the two-point conversion to tie it. Said that they did want him to score. They didn't want Gavin Sawchuck to score. There, There was a scenario that was brought up if they were under two minutes. So they, they did want him to get into the end. Yeah. The scenario was brought up. It's like, hey, this is something to think about. You know, put this in your mind. If you got an open lane and, you know, it's under two minutes, get out. Let's eat some clock. You know, that in and of itself, if we talk about management of the game, the timeouts, all, all of the coaching components of it, that individual play of Sanchuk is a perfect illustration that, that is happening right. at Oklahoma. That 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 was wild that Sawchuck did that. Uh-huh. And that he had the presence of mind to be like, nobody's around me. What what do I do? <laughs> and in I, retrospect, it, it might not have been the worst thing uh for him to go down at the one. But we'll get more of that coming up in a bit. The Rangers are off to the World Series. They dominated the Astros eleven to four last night. Third trip for the Rangers. In franchise history, trying to win their first World Series. I, I, 2011. Yeah, ten and eleven is. Oh, when they ten. Went. They went back to back seasons. That's right. I forgot. I completely forgot. You, you talked to me about mid, mid eighties to mid nineties baseball. I'm right there with you. You get to like 2005 to 2015. It's like I slept through that whole era. I didn't realize my man Chris Young was the uh, GM 
Yeah, they they showed him up in the booth a couple of times. He was pretty happy. Brought uh, KC World Series. He did. Very impressive. Uh, and then Monday Night Football, the Vikings beat the 49ers, so that means all the national shows today are debating what's wrong with the San Francisco 49ers. Vikings play the Packers this week, and it's in Green Bay, but win that one in their 500. Not bad. And I think they're going to win that one, don't you? Yes. I, I don't think the Packers. You know, they look terrible. A little fool's gold there. Uh, and before we get to this Michigan thing, I, there's two texts here I want to read quickly. Austin in Charlotte, North Carolina, brought this up. After last week, I'm a little concerned that teams are going to start running a lot more man coverage on our younger receivers as UCF doesn't have the talent but ran a heck of a scheme. Do you guys think we got exposed defensively a little bit, or was that the UCF defense as an outlier playing with house money? No, no, it's a really good observation. Uh, in fact – in going going back over my notes leading into Saturday's games, that was that was a point that was hammered home. Very physical corners, very physical team. They'll get up in your face, which opens up Josh opportunities if you can protect your quarterback to get free and have some shots down the field. And it also uh, demands that your wide receivers be physical. I'm not overly concerned about it for now. Much like we talked about yesterday, everything probably will include some sort of caveat this week of, all right, let's see what happens next Saturday. <laughs> right. right. Every every single uh, take concern angle. Uh, and I feel like I've said that with the running game week in and week out. No, no, just wait. Let's see what happens next week. I'm, I'm ready if things go poorly in the run game this week to say that they're just not going to be very just good running good the run football. Team. Right. Maybe getting Tawi back will make a difference in what appears to be a very cold environment Saturday. But, you know, that was the first game without Andrew Anthony, who, as we learned, was a very physical receiver. Guys have been out there for more snaps than they had been through a majority of the season, so let's see how they grow. Let's see how they learn. All right. And the other text that I wanted to get to that I thought was really good was from Drew, our buddy Drew England. He writes, do you guys think that this type of game for OU was needed? meaning the struggles and uncharacteristic mistakes during a win. It's always better to learn from a loss. I think it was a good I think it was good for our guys to refocus and make sure we are completely locked in for the remaining games on our schedule. Again, that's one of those I think is a great take. Let's see what happens on Saturday. I get the sense. Now we're playing Jason Bean on Saturday. Jalen Daniels is still battling the back injury. I don't think he's going to play, and especially with the elements like they are. But they're back. I mean, Jason Bean is a beyond capable backup. I mean, he could start at a lot of places right now. And I'm kind of shocked he stayed at Kansas, to be honest. Maybe maybe he put the feelers out there to a few places, and they're like, eh, I don't know. Which is crazy because you look at some of the quarterbacking around the country and <laughs> – there's a lot of schools that look like they could use him. I watched the whole Auburn-Ole Miss game on Saturday night because Auburn was my upset special. He's better than either one of those Auburn quarterbacks. Right. And that's, that's a school that was looking for a quarterback in the portal, right? Peyton Thorne is, is one of the two guys. But uh, also, maybe he's happy at KU. You know, I, it's like you and I, and it's natural for us to sit here and say, Hey, you know, why is he not looking for this? Or why did he not wind up? Maybe he likes Lawrence. Maybe he right. wants to be at KU. 
which is not a bad place to go to school. It's a cool, cool campus. So that's the sense we get going into Saturday. And I get the sense they're going to play really well. So in, that's, that's in a way he's been rewarded too because he's played a lot. He's played this year. a lot. Played a lot. So I think that gets us caught up on everything from from last night, except what's going on in Michigan. Do we need to, um, as the great band Coldplay once said, do we need to go back to the start on this one just to kind of give everyone the perspective they need the the where we are and where where are we going? Let's take it back to the start. Let's take it back to the start. Michigan. In one of the more wildly thorough investigations, <laughs> which I I think now is hilarious, the different things that you see. Michigan broke an NCAA rule. Is it a stupid NCAA rule? Maybe, but in that in that it's one that everyone was pushing for, and by everyone I think mostly mid major schools because. With the amount of money that these football programs are raking in, I don't think anyone would bat an eye about advanced scouting. Spending for it. I just don't. And that's where this rule was. That's the origin. That's the genesis of this rule. Schools in the 90s were upset of the advantage that teams would get. Rich schools would get. Would spend to come and watch you play. So this this is where we are. This is where we are. The amount of evidence is starting to to mount and build. What is the rule? Uh, gosh, and I've I've reeled it off so many times. The rule is you just can't do it. The rule is you can't you can't advance scout. And by in per in person in it, person. If you're a staff member, you cannot you cannot go to another team's game. The first NCAA rule that has been broken. It's been in place since 1994, scouting in opposing team stadiums. Not allowed. That, that you're not a part of. Exactly. Now, game day, sign stealing, go for it. Go for it. The other potential rule that was broke, which it, we learned about last night. Is the electronic equipment, right? The violation of Article 11, subsection H of the NCAA football rulebook. Any attempt to record either through audio or video means any signals given by an opposing player, coach, or the team personnel is prohibited. And basically using the smartphone to tape the sideline. Right. You're taping their signals. Officials from – and, and if you're wondering, okay, well, so what? Come on. The other – the Big Ten got mad about this. The teams in the Big Tw- uh, Big Ten got mad about it. Uh, allegations of this type of coordinated and orchestrated capturing of signals looms as a distinctly different allegation than the gamesmanship of attempting to decode signals from across the sidelines. Right? Which how- is what Brent Venables is apparently incredible at. How many cameras can a team bring to a game? I don't know. That's a great question. Where's our video guys that usually listen? Well, and then, okay, let me, let me you, you would then get your coach's camera. It, you're not talking about your hype man cameras, right? They have two guys that tape that do. No, I'm talking up top, okay, bird's okay. eye view, right? I think you get three. I think you get from above, from the side, and from field, I think. So could you have a designated camera literally – on their coaching staff. 
Oh, there is. There is. I mean, there is a video guy. Oh, dude, I don't even, his name's escaping me right now. But they have a video coordinator, and that's his sole job. His sole job is to make sure, and it sounds much easier, but he, he tapes everything. All right, they tape practices, and they've got camera, they've got the lift, and they've got the camera. I mean, they tape Josh everything, practices, work. Well, I mean, they, they do. They want to be able for coaches to see everything, every angle, every, all 20, everything. So, I mean, there is a guy, that's his job, right, that he is in charge of the coaches' film. But th- this is a little bit of a different world now because we're talking about going into enemy territory and breaking the rule. Dink in Florida brings up a great point because as we're talking about this, the question is, is it that big of a deal to you? Is it something that you feel like the hammer needs to be dropped? Or does it fall into a, hey, how about that? Using a cell phone or other recording device to record the coaches or other teams is against the NFL rules as well, isn't it? And you cannot shoot the coaches themselves. Okay, again, if that's what you were asking, I apologize. You do have video guys, but they're not allowed to take a shot of the other sidelines. Yeah, well, yeah that's what I was wanting, okay, sorry. wanting to know. Because that's what Belichick got in trouble again a couple of years ago with the Bengals, remember? They claimed that there were guys in the press box that were videotaping the sideline and getting their calls. And, and automatic, automatically relaying it back to the right. coaches' booth. Right, right, right. So, yeah. you, yeah, you can't do that. Now, you have a video crew that gets all 22 and puts it on the iPads and things of that nature. But, no, you're not just – you don't have a camera fixated on that sideline. And I'm with sorry. the And with the all 22, you can probably deduce a little bit in the way of signals, but it would be a – putting all these pieces together, it would be a decided advantage to have video week to week of your opponent and the signals that they're sending in. I – there was – and then there was a lot that comes from this last night. There was the screenshot that Ben Stevens found where they it looked like Jim Harbaugh had a laminated sheet that had written out signals on it. Oh, my gosh. And, and there was actually, like, drawing. And I don't want to say there were drawings, but there was, hey, this is what they were doing for this. Um, there was There was evidence of a few things that happened in games. I think even they went back to the Rutgers game and found it. Um, what was the other thing that popped last night that I was kind of laughing about? Oh, oh, all the money that was involved. So this former military person who makes $55,000 a year. To be the fall guy. To, to be the fall guy. <laughs> but there, they found a Venmo transaction between he and another Michigan like staff member. Oh, no. Which, why do we, is that just like a brag thing? Why do you people make your Venmo deals public anyway? I don't want people knowing that I just sent Josh $25 because I lost a bet to him or something. What are we doing Keep right now? Keep it private, baby. Nobody knows. Keep it private. And the more we've learned about this, the more interesting it is. This, which by the way, is one of the greatest last names for anyone ever involved in an incident ever. Any sort of scandal? Stallions. Connor Stallions. <laughs> now he's been suspended. We learned about his ticket purchasing. Purchased tickets in his own name for more than 30 games over the last three years at 11 different Big 12, Big 10 schools and 11 different league schools. Um, the NCAA is expected to receive the video evidence this week of the illegal technology used. Opposing Big Ten schools looked up in-stadium surveillance video from a game earlier this year 
and said the person in the seat of the ticket purchased by Stallions held his smartphone up and appeared to film the home team sideline the entire game. Yeah, well, if if I'm led to believe that everybody else is in fact playing by the rules and not doing something similar, then to me, yes, this is uh, so obviously a blatant example of cheating. And in that runs counter to initially I thought that this was a little bit of a witch hunt going after Michigan yeah again if everybody else is playing by the rules and Michigan's not I the 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 part that I can't make sense of is how legitimate of an advantage are they gaining from it yeah that's what I need to know that that's what I need to know but a lot of people would say any advantage from it is something that other teams wouldn't have right and it's cheating. By yeah. the letter of the law, it's clear cheating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because you have a lot of Michigan apologists, Portnoy, treating this like it's no big deal. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't I don't know. But I uh I cannot I cannot tell you how much everyone seems to be mad about this because it's the first it's the first ever investigation that I've seen, Josh, where everybody seems to be helping out the investigators. You know, sometimes whenever it comes to tampering accusations and these these coaches at schools that say, all right, they've they been coming after our guys, and our guy stayed here. It's like, okay, well, who? Doesn't matter. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> it's like, well, please don't search into our dirty laundry. Right, 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 because it's like, I'm just saying, in this instance, it almost leads you to believe that everyone is like, we're we're doing this right, and this is happening right, and they're blatantly cheating. Right, I mean, everyone is, and maybe part of it is success. I don't know, but I don't know if I've ever seen the amount of evidence that constantly is popping up in this story. It would Never. Be, and especially it involves the NCAA. It would be fascinating too, wouldn't it, to get a, an honest, honest take mm-hmm. on how much it really has helped. Michigan in, say, the Ohio State game. Because a lot of these games, Michigan this past week, you don't need signals to go beat Michigan State 49 to nothing. No. A lot of the teams they're playing in the Big Ten, they don't need those. No. But the Ohio States and Penn States and an occasional game here or there, yeah, it could tilt the scale. scales, sure. Mm. Absolutely. I think. I mean, I don't know, though. <laughs> I mean, I, with, with them being honest, it would be interesting. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. And that's the part we're just never going to know. So, I mentioned we wanted to take some time, 10 a.m. this morning, to let you know what we've learned. And when I say we, I mean the royal we. There are several different levels to this. There was the first level where it was, oh, you're advanced scouting. Can't do that. Oh, the guy's name is Connor Stallion. He's former military. Oh, he's on your staff now? Oh, he... He's sending in Venmo transactions to people that we can see. Oh, he had purchased tickets in his own name. Oh, there's another level of NCAA rule debauchery here in that you were illegally recording these games. It would have been better if he had tried to use an alias to purchase the tickets. Oh, I know. That would have been great. All right, so let's break and see what you guys say on the text line at 405 651 Three four three nine four zero five six five one three four three nine. After the bottom of the hour, more from Brent Venables last night as we get you set for the BV press conference at eleven thirty a.m. right here on the ref. Let's turn our mic on first. Sorry, 
Let's roll through a couple of these texts on the Harbaugh slash Michigan situation. Then we'll move on from it. Get back to some Brent Venables talk. Um, oh, gosh, you guys are all over this. From the 405, basketball team scout other teams. You see it at the Final Four. The team that won the first game will sit there and watch the second game. So what's the difference? Uh, that's the – I brought that up. It's just it's different in different sports. It's just different in different sports. That's the reality of it. Because college football is a game of paranoia with egos that are also very paranoid. Oh, please. Preach. Preach. And the funniest part about all of this is – I mean, isn't this why you have 17 different guys signaling things in? Did Michigan even – that's what I'm, I keep asking the question. Have they actually gained any sort of an advantage? Do they think they've got an advantage? Did they, did they wind up with a disadvantage thinking they had the advantage? Well, Sooner Gundy writes, knowing a different situation is what the team is going to do, possibly knowing if they will pass or run can make all the difference in the world in play calls. Yeah, the, I mean, that's fair. The predictability of it. Uh, Mark from Enid. They've already been in trouble once and slapped themselves on the wrist. I th- think people get their mantra. In other words, they got away with one. What's, uh, what's going to happen now? David from Norman. Why would Michigan spend all this money for three seasons now, if it wasn't helping them, there's another good point. If they felt like it wasn't helping them, they would have stopped. They would have stopped. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's a good bat. That's a great point. David. Very simple and to the point. For as salty as you usually are, David, I could not agree more with you. Um, I, let's see. There's four more I want to get here real quick. If Michigan is is guilty, y'all, what punishment fits the crime? That's been my great unknown. Harbaugh's going to get a major suspension. I don't know. It's yes, I would assume major. that he's going to be in. Uh, he's going to be in some trouble. But then I also, I just kind of step back and I think, could it be something though that in twenty twenty three it just doesn't affect them and it's one of those twenty twenty four type of things? Oh yeah, I don't think it's happening this year. I don't think it's going to. I don't think the term would be messed with. I don't think it's going to affect this team. Well, I mean, again, what do they always – I love watching old gangster, not movies, but like documentaries. And what's the big joke? They didn't get Al Capone on, on murder. They didn't get Al Capone on extortion. They got him on tax evasion. Like the IRS got him. So, you know, maybe not to compare what – Michigan is doing to the the mafia but it is kind of interesting that you know of all these things that we feel like Michigan might have been doing wrong illegally scouting is one heck Josh of a of a way to finally get them oh no they're illegally scouting few more here the worst part of all of this is Michigan forced Stallion to watch 30 or more Big Ten games. Death penalty would be too merciful. (laughs) Hey, now. Oh, your boy Ari Wasserman has quite the takedown. Think about all that manpower that they wasted in time to go scout Iowa. (laughs) No reason. Run, 
Uh, pass underneath, tight end screen, done. There's your advanced scout. You don't even have to worry about signals with Iowa. Your boy Ari Wasserman has quite a takedown of Kirk Ferentz, uh, Kirk Ferentz today. Quite the takedown. It, I think that would do it's, you some numbers on HawkeyesWire.com. Hashtag just saying. We'll explore it. It's it's getting a little nasty. Up oh, north. is it? Oh, okay, okay. okay. There's, uh, I mean, you know, not to go too deep into those. Well, weeds. this was a pretty nasty headline. I'm not gonna. What lie. does it say? Give me, give me eight seconds to look it up here real quick. For something some, about nepotism. No, you know what? It's not even nepotism related. All right, here it is. The latest story on who's uh, Wasserman with. The Athletic. Okay. What Kirk Ferentz is doing at Iowa isn't cute. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that'll reel him in. It's pitiful, disgusting, and insulting to Iowa fans. My column with a little money sign next to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like 2022 all over again, but carry on. Uh, Brazilian Sooner. As paranoid as Lincoln is already, just think – if he is still around to face Michigan when joining the conference. Oh, it's great. Yeah, that's that's the battle of paranoia right there. Uh, this good, Kelly and Perry, Florida. If it was Ohio State that was accused of spying on Michigan, they would be all over the NCAA to suspend the coaching staff from Michigan. He's right. I that's That's what I always try to think about whenever a call – Whenever I think a call was a bad call, I'm like, would I want that call for my team? Yeah, I probably would. All right, shut up. Uh, he also adds, could we see the final Bedlam game be a night game or 11 a.m.? Yeah, Got like we, the uh, sixth six day. day. First time we've seen that this year. Sixth day. There has to be something. And, again, I'm not I'm very selfishly. Money is taken out of my pocket every single time we do an 11 a.m. game. Every single time there's an yeah, 11 Yeah, because you can't game. do that early morning show? I can't do my show. I can't. So, I know, boo-hoo for me, right? But that's, what is there, like six 11 a.m. games that OU's going to play of their 12, potentially? I half. mean, that's just half, Eddie, half. It just doesn't, doesn't compute. It not make any sense. And it's one of the best teams in the country. Do we know... Who has first right of selection? I TV don't for wise. that weekend. I don't. I don't. Does anybody keep track of that? You know what? I bet. I bet I could ask. You know what? Let me. Let me ask during the break, and I'll see if I can't find out. I, I am campaigning once again. Just televise that. Would be pretty funny. Tyler from Kellyville writes. Whenever I use fake names, I always go with Rusty Shackelford or Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Um, oh, gosh. Which one do we always go with? Um, Charlie Hanrahan is one that I've used uh, a few times. Uh, the Underhills, because that's from Fletch. Underhill was also uh, also Frodo Baggins' name. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Mr. Underhill. Mr. Underhill. There's a I, few I others that we've used in the past, but, yeah, he didn't even use a fake name, man. Um. For somebody that's in covert operations, you know, it's a little puzzling. A couple of other quick ones. He was not very sneaky. Dink, Dink, you need to be our insider on this. If they had uh, the butler from Mr. Deeds, this never would have happened. Never would have happened, right? Dink writes, college football signals and plays are critical. The results of how well you cheat should not determine the penalty. 
the arrogance of this needs to be punished, not the perceived level of advantage. Send a message. I think for you and I, though, we're just curious. We're not saying, well, that led to an extra touchdown and they won by a touchdown. So, no, I, I think, I'm just curious about that. I don't know about you. Yeah. I think they're going to get a hefty penalty because there's a – with Harbaugh running the show here, there's a clear let's skirt the rules going on. Oh, sure. Sure. And there's a pattern of that. And the NCAA has a paper trail that's pretty easy to show that it's happened. So I think they're going to drop the hammer on him. And uh, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm thinking all the way up to a season suspension, maybe some losses of scholarships. They're going to come after him, I think. I agree. And frankly, they probably should. Sean, somebody wants to get rid of Harbaugh. Yeah, it's great. And Big John from Tex. Yeah, they gained an advantage, Trevin. They outperformed the spread better than all top power five teams the last three years. So we all gained an advantage. Uh, Turd Ferguson, that's another one. Yes, thank you, Zach. <laughs> that's another fake name. That's – come on. That's uh, – um, Anchorman. No, which which one of the Will Ferrells is Turd Ferguson? This is oh no 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 that's not that's Saturday Night Live, that's Will um, that's Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek. Thank you. There you go, Celebrity Jeopardy. See, told you I would eventually get there, guys. If you just hang with me, I eventually get the answer. It just takes me a while to get there. <laughs> um. Patrick writes, that's why they played so bad against TCU and Georgia in past years. They didn't scout them in advance. Uh, all right, we got a break. We got a break. I mean, uh, you guys are all over this on the text line, so we'll revisit it coming up here in a bit. But when we come back, let's bring you the best from the Brent Venables Coaches Show. Now, uh, the, the guys told me that the old show is up on Sooner Vision right now at Soonersports.com, so I'll let them know they need to upload the new version, and the new version is available right now on the podcast. So. You can check that out at Soonersports.com slash podcast, and we'll bring you all of the uh, highlights next right here on The Ref. I just I, I had to laugh at the uh, the back and forth of the different perspectives. Uh, I think I'm going to give 918 here a name. I think I'm going to call him Mr. Sunshine. Um, doesn't seem to be the happiest guy with the offense right now, our Marcus Major. So I'm just going to – I you will now be dubbed Mr. Sunshine. They broke the rules. Stop making excuses for them and trying to excuse it. I don't, I don't think, sir, we're trying to excuse it. It's just at what level is there rule breaking? I, uh, I ran a stop sign today. Should I have my car and my driver's license taken away from me? There's different levels of rules violations. We're not making excuses for them. It's just what kind of advantage did it give them – and then in that, enough people are hot about this that I can honestly tell you in all of the in all the investigations that we've seen that have been so botched by the NCAA, and I am assuming the NCAAs kind of the ones delving into this, it really, really helps whenever you have a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, we'll talk to you. We'll help you out. And that's what's happening here. That, to me, signals it's going to be a, a massive, massive penalty. You think it was P.J. Fleck that turned him in? <laughs> P.J. Fleck trying to say, oh, yeah, no, no, that's that was a fair catch. That's 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 a fair catch is the funniest P- thing. P.J. Fleck be the first one. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's and no then, controversy here with, with Harbaugh. No, I mean, no, you can't no, do no, that. Yeah, you can't do that. 
And then there is from Mr. Sunshine to, I guess this would be like Mr. Um, whenever everything is pretty much like straight, like you, you get it figured out. It's like this dude, Mr. Reliable almost, or Mr. Unreliable. Hey now, um, Mr. Reliable. I think it's funny that Michigan is getting in trouble when the current state of college football is described as the Wild West. How do you get in trouble when seemingly everything goes? It's the great line from a great movie. How you get fired on your day off. How do you get fired on your day off, Craig? Uh, and then this, just real quick, because <laughs> with the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, we get new people getting into football every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is six day? Please explain. TV windows. So, in other words, um, I think college football is the only sport that waits. That waits. The NFL has flex scheduling, but for the most part, you know from the start of the season that you're either playing at noon, three, or prime time, three twenty five, or prime time on Sunday, Monday, Thursday. College, you're like, yeah, we're playing on Saturday. Oh, that's cool. What time's the game? Don't know. Well, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Fine. And and it should be noted that with that six-day window, so I, I there's a certain number of times you can do it. I think it's three to four times a year where the TV networks will say, we don't know which game we want and we get first pick. So you look ahead. Like you – or you wait, excuse me. You don't have to just say, okay, we'll take 11, we'll take three. It's like, let's wait and see what happens. And then whichever team wins this weekend, and I'm sure there's a lot of eyes on, you know, OU Kansas, you know, looking ahead to next weekend. And with Bedlam being that weekend, they probably want to decide, oh, do we want to do another big noon kick there? Or is it going to be primetime on ESPN to compete with primetime for Alabama LSU? Sure. And, and, you know, you got K-State Texas that week. uh, Missouri, Georgia is that week. Listen, here's what I've accepted. It's going to be an 11 a.m. kick. I've just accepted it. Because ABC's already got USC and Washington in prime time. 6.30. Right? Um, I mean, I just, I've just i kind of accepted that it's going to be an 11 a.m. kick. I would really, really like a prime time kick. Fox uh, has Penn State, Maryland at 2.30. So that is six-day TV networks. Then we'll know what time Bedlam will be six days before kickoff. We'll find out Sunday, probably at some point during the, uh, during the late evening. Unless Oklahoma wins and it's just that simple where it's like, oh, yeah, they're going at 11 a.m. I thought someone had said there weren't a lot of big matchups on that day. There's a lot of big matchups on that day. Yeah. That's in two weeks for Bedlam. Don't you think Bedlam would uh, – don't you think it would rate as well or better than Washington, USC? Yes. I guess Washington trying to remain perfect, though. But, you know, same story with OU final ever Bedlam's pretty intriguing, man. That's tasty. Yeah, it is. K-State, Texas, is that uh, – If they both win this weekend, I think it's interesting. What well, about they, viewers? Is he going to play? But here's the thing. If they were to say that they were going to play Arch Manning – Oh, man. Right? And it's funny. I'm watching, I'm watching um, the ticker last night. Maybe that's part of what they're waiting for is to see if that's a possibility. I'm watching the ticker last night. On the on the bottom line of like ESPN or ESPN two when it's in commercial, and one of the the updates said Quinn Ewers to have MRI on shoulder, and it brought up Malik Malik Murphy likely to start against BYU, and then it said Arch Manning also on roster, <laughs> and I was like, Arch Manning also exists. 
Like, what? Why, why are we saying that? All right, here. listen, I promise him, BV. Here's what he said to Teddy Lehman when Teddy asked, Coach, how'd you think some of the new guys getting an opportunity did on did Saturday? Great. They did great. Caden uh, Green and uh, Caleb Schaefer, uh, Savion was back and, and got a play and certainly uh, saw Chuck. And, and uh, Nick Anderson had another great day, another two great. touchdowns. I mean, is a touchdown machine, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And um, so, uh, you know, several other guys played um, certainly in the game. You know, Peyton Bowen was actually banged up. He was in a boot on uh, game day in the morning. And so I, was, uh, I really didn't think he was going to play. But um, he he was available. So he made it count. But uh, yeah. but those guys came in and uh, graded well. You know, Caden Green, uh, Caleb did fantastic. Uh, Savion did some really good stuff, especially in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, Caden uh, Green was, was outstanding, you know. And he's only been playing guard for us for about four weeks, you know, as a true freshman. You know, we, he, we, were, we had him at tackle, you know, since he got here back in January. So he's made tremendous progress. He's going to be fan, fantastic. But Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. I cut that off for a I'm sorry, sorry. But uh, they, all did, they all did a nice job. I was like, wait, there's one more little part here. They all did a nice job. What'd you, uh, what'd you stat me up on yesterday, Josh? 89 total snaps. Four of the five offensive linemen took all 89. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that other guard position between uh, Bird and Schaefer. Split up. Toby has three predictions on Friday, right? Yes. Can I make a prediction now? This would be a Tuesday prediction. I think two Sooners are going to run for over 100 yards on Saturday. <laughs> That's my prediction. Remember when we were we were talking about two 1,000-yard rushers for Oklahoma? Who would say that? <laughs> <laughs> Not on this program. Not on this show, no. All right, so quick break. Uh, one more clip from BV to wrap up our number two next on The Ref. All right, uh, I mentioned one more Brent Venables clip. I don't think he was being serious about Lewis Carter moving to running back either because Teddy even kind of laughed. Teddy's like, Lewis Carter at running back. Um, the clutch gene. When Oklahoma has needed it this year, they've got to drive. And I really believe belief always comes before growth. You know, it take, takes belief first. And the belief comes from work and your preparation, and, and then you got to go and do it. And it just gives you – you know, this this database of these moments that happened. And so that's a real thing. You can't coach it. You got to – you can nurture it, but, uh, you know, the players got to be the ones that actually go do it and have the experience doing it. And then in those clutch moments, um, you know, hopefully that will continue to pay, pay off. And when you – because, again, I, I've always believed that as the season goes on and the more success you have, it actually gets harder, not easier, for all the reasons that we all know. And so – uh, hopefully that'll continue to be who we, we've been up to this point in time. Continue to make the plays. Continue to make the plays. He had. I'm saving one more for the top five stories of the day, which it has been a mandate. T.J. Perry, uh, big story number one must be the Rangers going to the World Series is one of the rules that is uh, that's around here on the ref today. So – home of Sooner fans, OU number one, or the boss saying, listen, you better have the Rangers number that's, one. It's going to be exactly right. quite the battle you and I are going to go through coming up Brian here. Brian and the Casey, top five uh, stories big Rangers fans too, I believe. Are they really? Pretty sure. 
then we really got to make sure that that's number one. I got highlights and everything for you guys today. But, you know, I I just like where this team's makeup is. Not literal makeup, but you know, you know what I mean. Brent Venables talked about just don't tell me you're going to get better. Show me. Tell, go in depth. All right. You're going you're gonna to make sure that you don't get out leveraged on this. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to study it more? You put in film study where, from a training perspective, from a practice perspective. Show me your plan. And I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. So we're going to do a quick top five stories of the day when we get back. And then we're going to hand the ball off to Brent Venables for his weekly press conference. As though you get set for Kansas at 11 a.m. Any story that's made headlines in sports, we'll bring you the details coming up right after the top of the hour. In the meantime, text line has been great today. 405-651-3439. Keep it coming. 405-651-3439. Thanks to Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet and their support. And as always, Riverwind Casino brings you the jackpot line, the call-in line, the guest line, 405 3299000 With Josh on Plank, this is the Home of Sooner Fans.